yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was. I I wish I was recording before now, though. Hey. Hey. How's it going? It goes. It goes. Goes. Good. All right. How about me push record button? Nice. Yes, recording is good. <laughs> My good friend, he's always on the Skype. Every time I log in, Mr. Skype test call is always there. <laughs> yes, he is. Or she, as it, as it were. Maybe it's a he in Canada. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's right. It is a woman's voice, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, uh, I think it's like New Zealand. It's not, it has like a little bit of an accent to it. Hmm. Hello. You're right. You're right. Now, yeah, <laughs> I remember it. Welcome to Skype, Gavna. Oh, sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> not that I ever uh, <laughs> call it ever when I'm lonely. So. <laughs> Please leave a message and I'll play it back for you. You're handsome and I love talking to you. play that back will you that's gonna work out so well (laughs) (laughs) just imagine if uh skype was as bad as with voice as uh like aol with instant messenger where people could just talk to you you know you're just (laughs) at work and uh, aol instant messenger pops up and you says Hey, I was wondering if you want a date. You should probably instant message me back or something. You're like, block. It'd be so much creepier if it was in audio. We're in the middle of the podcast and someone's like, hey, you dudes looking to enlarge your penises? I would be like, sir, the plural is peni and yes. I mean, who would answer no? Questions that need not be asked with Paul and Chris. <laughs> a new podcast. It's all a conspiracy. See, the Levi's and the pants makers, what they do is they put an extra bulge in that area to make you feel inadequate and go buy these other products. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And then they have uh, Brett Favre in their commercials. <laughs> <laughs> and then quickly say, "Ah, oh, crap, why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I should ask why, um, I should ask someone Canadian to, how to say his name. So they probably say something crazy like Favre. <laughs> yeah. Foyer. Foyer. <laughs> I get that one a lot. <laughs> Everyone's like, what do you call the front of the house? I always say vestibule vestibule <laughs> i met favre in the vestibule <laughs> favre <laughs> with the crescent wrench oh wait that doesn't make sense nice yeah good i didn't have any sort of like wacky thing to say in the beginning like i normally do so i'm glad we went straight into penis enlargement and brett Favre. (laughs) it worked out well somehow life will find a way chris life will find a way (laughs) i was so old when i learned that lesson 
I learned it from Jurassic Park, of course. So <laughs> that's right. All it's the dinosaurs also... are female, so it's okay. That's right. It's where you also learned chaos theory. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if you Jump. never loved Jeff Goldblum, you did after that movie. Definitely. Definitely. Must drive faster. <laughs> yes. It was I think he was his most Goldblum in the fly, though. <laughs> I love that that's a verb. <laughs> or is it his most Goldblum? I know you don't. Well, that's the <laughs> Canadian <tense>. pronunciation. <laughs> Monsieur Goldblum. <laughs> I I know you don't watch comedy, but there's a character on there named Britta who always does things that are very much in her character like we all do. So people like <laughs> use her name as a verb now. Even she did in this season. She's like, I don't want to totally Britta your goodbye, but... <laughs> So I like using names as verbs. It's fun. Nice. Yeah. Unless it's hurtful, you know. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think anyone needs to provide examples. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he really Hitlered that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he Osama dead out of the park. Whoa. <laughs> Good, I like that one. Yeah. I don't I don't know how you would Osama something out of a park, but <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Really. You'd probably but. probably pay George Bush to do it. I don't know. <laughs> Ouch. More conspiracies. He would own the team that would do it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tacos are cool. All right, anyway. My horrible. <laughs> that goes cool. That's my horrible George Bush impression. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. Uh, that's funny. I don't do impressions, and I'm not sure that you do either. We do impressions of other people doing impressions. That's right. right. That's what we do. Correct. So that was my uh, robot chicken, George Bush, <laughs> who is probably Seth Green. Yeah. So, episode nine. Yeah. Wow. Episode nueve. Thanks, uh, thanks to all of our listeners because of their continued support. Uh, that's why we do this. I assure you it's not because we have audio equipment and wives want to get rid of us for a couple hours. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. It's all of that listener support, uh, and of course our sponsors. We can't forget our sponsors, and uh, and Jim. I mean, what the what the hell would Jim do with his uh, with his <laughs> with his fancy audio software if it wasn't for us recording a couple of tracks for him to splice together? That's right. You know, we should probably get uh, our mutual friend Jim on special guest some night just to <laughs> totally mess with anyone who's listening. Yeah. Then we should uh, we should lob lots of um, we should lob, lob lots of uh, re Republican propaganda at him and just see how he reacts. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would be tempted to do that. Actually, yes. <laughs> so I hear Obama's a Kenyan. Care to care to respond? 
<laughs> Remember, you're not real, and you're editing this later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not real. Okay, bad story, and if you're my friends, you've already heard it, so I'm sorry for repeating myself, but in the 90s, there was a show on Fox, and it was a variety show, a sketch comedy show. Think Saturday Night Live, but it was pre-recorded. Sure, sure. And it was called The Edge, and maybe oh. I even told this story on this show. I, Well, one of the guys on it was uh, Newman from Seinfeld. And Jennifer Aniston was another cast member. And the others I don't remember because I don't know if they went anywhere. But (laughs) in between sketches, they did these like awesome little like maybe minute 45 second blurbs to, you know, pad between two segments, even though it wasn't live like all the other sketch comedy shows. (laughs) Like, for instance, they just had one where they show just the outside of a house. The shot never changes. And it said, what an agoraphobic, claustrophobic is doing right now. And you hear a scream inside the house. And this person comes running out towards the camera and looks around and screams again and runs back (laughs) inside and screams. So uh, you made me think of it because... uh, you said not real. And the other one that I really like and s- totally stuck in my brain, it it said, what Geppetto is doing right now. And they had Geppetto in his workshop and on his bench was a blow-up sex doll. And he was like, come on, you little fairy, just one more time, one more time. <laughs> nice. It was quite good. I enjoyed it. So I had an iTunes question for you because that's what we do. You do tech support for me. Okay. <laughs> and I tell you how much cooler Android is. So. Yep. Uh, so does <laughs> iTunes uh, comb the podcast? I, I mean, we can get an explicit tag. Do you tag the podcast or do they comb it in some way to look for um, that? I am pretty sure that nobody actually listens um, because I've never actually tagged any of our podcasts explicit, even though we have occasionally, <laughs> very occasionally used foul language. Um, Chicken. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull those out and splice them in anytime we swear from now on. <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> That's a great idea. I should have it on an I should have it on an audio board so that when you swear I can just quick hit it. <laughs> right. And then uh and then I'll go back Finch. and <laughs> Right. I'll find that track and be like, okay, I just need to time shift that a couple seconds forward and we'll be good to go. <laughs> uh. Son of a finch. <laughs> it was the quailest day I've ever had, I tell you. <laughs> But yeah, um, so it's up to me to flag any particular episodes that I... And you can do it on an episode-by-episode basis, but to flag the episode is explicit. Um, And then I think what happens is if you didn't take it as explicit, then... um, And somebody reports it to iTunes, like 
report a concern or something like that, and they say this wasn't marked as explicit, and they swore in front of my six year old, um, then you can get uh, you can get bounced. But um, the other interesting thing is they have a clean tag. Um, and my understanding of when you're supposed to use the clean tag is when somebody did swear and you covered it up somehow, or like you deleted it out and put a, um, you know, put a beep in it or inserted the word quail or something along those lines (laughs) instead of them swearing. So it's like, it's an indicator that, uh, you know, the context may have foul language in it, but there's not actual foul language that you will hear come out of this, which is interesting to me. Hmm. And then no tag is the default, and that's that's how uh, your episodes of Montreal Sauce roll out to you. <laughs> Untagged. Because who am I to judge what you find explicit, really? Exactly, yeah. I agree with that. I was just curious <laughs> if they had the same sort of like uh demon uh summoning software that uh youtube uses to pull out copywritten oh sure yeah because because i was uh listening to uh, music today while i was uh cleaning the house and uh being a good house husband for once uh in the last two weeks but i'll get to that problem later but uh <laughs> there's a song by this uh crazy band that i like and i think their song is about nine seconds long like this one (laughs) song it's just in between tracks and i was thinking like i would have to do the research and of course i didn't (laughs) (laughs) that's how much you mean to me audience and uh (laughs) please fund our kickstarter (laughs) yes uh i thought you could use like a copywritten clip if it was under a certain amount of seconds oh yeah yeah i think it's like a i think it's like 30 seconds oh really i thought it was like 10 or 11 wow yeah so yeah i was thinking like that'd be funny to test youtube or itunes and just throw this eight to nine second song into a Mm -hmm. clip and see if it gets thrown out still gets flagged (laughs) sure yeah yeah (laughs) I was like, that'd be kind of fun, but then I was like, well, this is an indie band, so they're probably not even on the map of those big <laughs> like corporate spiders crawling all that stuff. Right. Wow. Right. That was the part where Chris sounds pretentious and listens to cooler music than you. <laughs> Yay me. He is wearing hipster glasses from Warby Parker, so It's true. <laughs> My plastic glasses are hip. Just be like, I'll be there for you. Flagged. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even talk about friends. (laughs) Stay tuned for episode 10, which is a complete episode where we do improv and only talk to each other in song lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be like uh, that guy from Batteries Not Included, only we'll both be the guy from Batteries Not Included. (laughs) Nice. all, only only commercial references. <laughs> Ooh, Back and that's forth. That's even more fun. <laughs> Yikes. Have you had your break today? <laughs> Ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> ah, kid tested, mother approved. 
hey, kid, why don't you go ostrich your chickadee while I watch with your sparrow? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what what product that's for, but I want to see that commercial now. (laughs) Oh, that was just me swearing at someone's six-year-old who's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to bird watching with Paul and Chris. Now I now I um I I like that. I want to like totally make a commercial with that phrase so that I can <laughs> prove to you that it's real. Nice. You're like that suspiciously looks like you with a fake beard. <laughs> Made of your own beard. <laughs> so yes, you're very clean shaven now. Oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. Oh, yeah? It was like a built-in scarf of love. (laughs) No, it's gone. Yes. And I only did it for the the hits on my website. Otherwise, I'd just uh, grow it right back. (laughs) (laughs) Just concentrate really hard. (laughs) It'll just all grow back. (laughs) Okay. Beard growing contest. Go! Another commercial reference. (laughs) (laughs) See, the sponsors, they love us. That's correct. Capital One. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I would totally consider it a sponsorship if Capital One just considered my credit card paid off. (laughs) They just called me and they were like, hey, you mentioned us on your podcast. We're going to take, you know, a thousand bucks off of your credit card. I'd be like, awesome. That's totally worth five episodes of, of Montreal Sauce. That's interesting. Did we talk about that? I think we might have talked about that last episode. I could pull up my non-existent notes. (laughs) About that uh, recent development where mobile providers are uh, sort of breaking net neutrality. Did we talk about this last episode? I don't think we did. I remember just, uh, I heard about it before we started recording, but uh, maybe... The mobile providers, I think it might be Verizon and T-Mobile, currently are uh, talking about letting corporations pay for your data. So, yeah, that's right. I did. I have heard that Netflix could say, "I'm gonna go ahead and pay for all your data that you use to watch Netflix," and so they'll pay Verizon, and you won't lose those megabytes from your cap. Yeah, from right. your cap or whatever. Which is sort of a scary net neutrality issue we've been fighting on the internet forever. Yeah. In a way, in a way, you know, sort of opening the door for that. It is. It is, because then what's to say that if Verizon runs its own service that they can't just say, oh, but we won't count any of this data against your cap. Right. Because it's the same thing that we're doing for Netflix. Only uh, nobody has to pay anything extra for that, because it's us. Yeah. Too bad they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some ways where I can see services like that being um being a good thing where it's like, yeah, sure, I want Netflix to pay a little extra so that it doesn't count against my cap. That seems like a nice thing for them to do. But then there's the converse side of that which is like, okay, but does that mean that 
like Verizon's going to hurt the rest of my data usage to make sure that that Netflix streams to me nice and fast? Um, or is it going to hurt somebody else's because they don't have don't happen to have Netflix? Right. Like, or, you know, hurt the other uh, server apps that you may right. use that access it because yeah. uh, they don't pay extra. Right. All of a sudden, YouTube is super, super slow because they're guaranteeing Netflix a certain quality of bandwidth on on our network, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it sort of unfair. Like, I think it would be more acceptable, like in your example, if it was all in the open. Like, I can pay $9 or whatever it is a month for Netflix, and I can be jamming on the one, watching my stuff whenever, or I can pay a premium, like a $30 a month, and then that data I use on my mobile... Uh, doesn't count right sure so it's like all in the open like oh you're paying for it right right but then again it seems to me that it would somehow i don't know i guess i guess that should be like uh like amazon's kindle thing where like we have our own you know 3g 4g service you know netflix should say hey you can join our premium plan and will give you 3G access so you're not using your Verizon connection. Sure, sure. That'd be better. Yeah, the whole the whole net neutrality thing in and of itself is uh an interesting um an interesting issue. I don't know that it's necessarily all that complicated. I think like politically it's easy to try to make it complicated. Um but ultimately if uh if we had to pay like even thousands of dollars to put this podcast out, it would never happen. Like even hundreds of dollars would be like, yeah, it's not worth a, it's not worth that as a hobby, right? If I had to pay for every single listener, and in some ways I do have to pay for every single listener that downloads it, because if we ever hit the point where S3 is like, hey, you exceeded your free tier or whatever, then I, then I am going to be paying for some amount of bandwidth. But ideally at that point, um, we would have enough listeners where I could actually then turn around and say, you know, now let's actually get some sponsors and make some money on this, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. It's fair to have to charge for access to the internet, but it's unfair if they're going to favor and say, you know, oh, we have this peering agreement of some kind with uh, with Google YouTube because of X, Y, and Z, so they don't have to pay for any bandwidth coming onto the network but everybody else has to pay and then we're going to prioritize their packets over your packets because you aren't Google and you didn't pay us an extra million dollars on top of a normal hosting charge, right? Does any of that make sense? Uh, yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was... Yeah. I, I wish I was recording before now, though. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I was Apparently, technically I was recording um I'm recording both, both sides yeah um oh. so your audio is coming in just a hair hot um but I think it's usable most likely hmm. Interesting. it comes into me a hair hot so I wonder if like maybe adjusting your input on uh, in the Skype settings itself would help yeah yeah okay yeah, I think uh, I did the, oh, good, I, I'm glad you're recording it, because um, then we have also this of me saying I'm an idiot and didn't record it. <laughs> so. 
I, I hit the record well, button right in the this beginning. All out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, me, I know you love editing. Me I mean, Jim I loves editing. Yes, Jim does love editing. And by no, I, no, I uh, meant Jim. Can cut this all out. Add a Q marker. That's funny. Hey, check it out. I added a Q marker while we were check live. It it's crazy. Check, check, check it out. <laughs> Gotta check yourself. No, I don't you wreck yourself. I like being an idiot. I, I hit the record button, and then um, I think I was in the Skype window, and then you know you disappeared from my desktop. So oh. I clicked back to Skype, and I so you know I needed to like OSX is like, did you want this window? You clicked on it. It didn't actually hit the record, even though record was right in front of me. Okay, gotcha. It just made that window active. Yeah. So am I still hot? Hot, hot. You are just a hair, just a little bit. It's really interesting to me. I was thinking about this today about how um, so much of, hmm, I don't know. That's probably your volume. That's not my volume. So much for <laughs> Skype helping out. All right. Yeah, so, I'm yeah, I was, if I go to preferences and I go to audio video. Oh yeah, the volume that's in there probably is. Yeah, it's you, me, not me. Hola, it's so, you, not me. No, I was just thinking like uh, audio. Um, it's really interesting to me about uh, our. We we always think computers are these awesome machines, and then. Um, there's still some things that hardware is so much better at. Because <laughs> you, more than once you've said, oh, you're a little soft, and so I'm always pumping the levels up, and yeah. they look fine to me. Right. But but then um, but then I was like, but that's on the computer, right? Or on my little digital recorder. Like It's like, it looks hot to me, but it's soft to you. So, yeah. huh. And I remember when I was still working with you uh, at the marketing company, it was kind of an eye-opener when I had to distribute commercials nationally. Oh, yeah. And so I would submit them, and they're like, there's some particular legislator, late legislature by some really old people. Imagine <laughs> that. Um, meaning your senators. Right. Uh, and representatives <laughs> who hate when commercials come on and they get super, super loud, loud compared to the rest yep so not understanding the fact that like a commercials want to grab your attention and <laughs> b you know in a normal conversation like we're sort of having now it's different than if we were both using game show host voice <laughs> right and compressing you know. the shit out of our levels <laughs> yes i mean compressing the quail out of our levels right <laughs> so uh dan quail so, yeah <laughs> so i um so when i kept submitting this commercial they said the levels were too hot and too hot because they're looking at like actual hardware right, right yeah and it's saying dude you totally can't do this <laughs> and i'm looking at it. i had to drop it down probably like another 15 20 decibels and i was already at like five under what they wanted wow so it always freaked it always freaked me out until i saw like the commercial on tv and i was like yeah yeah okay i can hear it that's good that's the thing i think i think um 
like when you look at a digital meter, a digital meter meter tends to normalize to zero, and then any anything over that is peaking, and you're going to get horrible clipping. Um, and then if you look at like, uh, I think when you're looking at an analog meter, a lot of times what we look at as like negative fifteen or negative twelve on a digital meter is like zero on, a, <laughs> on an analog meter, <laughs> and then you've got red that goes over that, where you might get some distortion if you go over that. Um, you know, over that zero marker, but you're not going to get like horrendous digital clipping um, that you get when you go over, you know, when you redline on a digital recorder of some kind. And so I think when you look at it on physical analog, um, plus those meters, like analog meters tend to be um, a little bit more frequency specific as well. And so uh, it's like looking at a really key part of the of the frequency that you that you have mixed and so if you're mixing hot for that frequency you might not really be seeing that as much in a digital meter that you would in a analog meter there's a lot of weirdness that goes on there metering (laughs) metering is important though right (laughs) just like in photography that's right it is yes Metering is not so important when you're a vegetarian. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, that was awful. He's a vegetarian. Ah, that was bad. Sorry, I've been antisocial for like the last two weeks because I've been trying to resurrect the iMac from the dead. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I will give you a preview. The home audience will just have to imagine... <laughs> we can link to your i think you took a photo of that somewhere we can link to that oh yeah that's true yep. yeah yep so it's nice how's it working yeah it's not <laughs> so it was a lot of work i'm sorry i mean it, it technically uh it's a fun thing it'll work yeah. but it's not it's not worth all the hassle i put into it which is like $13. So, but a lot of man hours. Sure. Right. Uh, ignoring the housework and playing with it. So basically for to bore the home listeners, um, the iMac, you've seen them before. They're thin and sexy and mine is like <laughs> the second or third generation. Um, but in order to make them thin and sexy, like a laptop, certain engineering had to be done. Yes. And uh, one of the particular quirks, which doesn't make sense to me, but hey, I'm no expert on thermodynamics. I live in Canada. I'm just cold all the time. (laughs) So, but the normally, uh, you can understand this, please. You can, don't worry. It's not just for techie geeks like me and Paul. Um, But normally they put a chip, which is like your CPU or your graphics chip, and then yeah. they put a heat sink on it, and that's that crazy thing with all the fins. And if you imagine, the heat travels up and out of those fins. It keeps it cool. Sure. O- occasionally, they put a fan on top of there to blow that off. So you yep. can imagine it's all about dissipating heat. And so what my iMac was designed to do was to hold on to that heat for dear life because <laughs> I live in Canada. <laughs> No, uh, it's really a stupid design. Like once I tore it apart, I was just like, now I kind of understand. Right. Um, yeah. It's got like a copper plate on top of the chips, not a heat sink. And then connected to that plate, 
is uh, copper tubing that goes up probably about seven inches mm-hmm. and then stops at a heat sink. But And then on top of that heat sink is another heat sink and another copper tube going down the other side to the graphics chip. So they're sharing heat if the heat ever meets up there. Right. But to me, it seems kind of silly that the heat has to travel all that way before it dissipates through the sink and out the back of this tiny slit on the iMac. So it tends to overheat, and when it overheats, the graphics go wonky, crazy, cuckoo bananas. Yeah. So technical um, term. Yeah, that was the one you weren't going to understand. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's the one. (laughs) So what I did is, uh, I after perusing the internet and reading all about people who have this same issue, I saw a couple of people just crazy enough to terribly terribly horribly other bad words don't listen if you love max cut their imax open and put fans in and so i did it because hey 13 dollars for a couple of fans and um i mean this imac is eight years old so it doesn't serve a lot of a purpose but that's one of the wonders about uh apple is <laughs> Uh, he, those of you who are not Apple fans may uh, make the claim that you can probably buy the same exact computer for a lot less money because you're paying for the name like you're paying for with like Nike and sure. uh, those other things. And to an extent, you're, you can obviously prove that by specking out the same exact system. But what's kind of nice about the Apple brand until maybe the last five or six years, and even this I could probably argue against, is that all of their machines were like top of the line. If you were buying a Mac, you were getting like your money's worth, where if you go buy a Dell right now, there's probably 30 different Dell laptops that you could buy, and one of them is probably like only eight months old, but in computer time, that thing probably shouldn't even be out there for sale anymore. (laughs) So you're always getting like the monster, crazy, awesome machine with Apple until you get into maybe where they started selling like the Mac minis and the MacBook Airs. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're sort of a little bit lower grade. And I guess even when you go back to MacBook versus MacBook Pro, sort of the lower end. So, I mean, it is eight years old, but it has lasted. And it's the nice thing about it is, is that it looks good. So, I mean, I hate to bring it down to that, but <laughs> it's, if it's going to be sticking around and it's all in, all in one machine, I guess I should say that instead of looks good. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could run, I was running like uh, MAME arcade games on it, right? So, it's not a very powerful machine. It's eight years old, but I can play like Centipede and Space Invaders. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I could throw it out in the living room and it was my subsonic music server. But the problem happens now is that this is a graphics card that's freaking out when it overheats and it's in built into the motherboard which i can't replace and it's also built into this screen so it's kind of pointless now if i can't use this screen that sure. i have yeah right <laughs> so that's the problem where i that's where i'm at like it's kind of annoying to me like i can make it run and it's got it can stay cool enough <laughs> to run 
Uh, but I can't do anything with it, right? Like right now I've got Linux on it and I was hoping that that would be a little bit less intense and run cooler and that hasn't been the case exactly. Um, so it's running my subsonic music server, but I mean, for what it's doing, I could get another Raspberry Pi or <laughs> something that has a much smaller footprint and sure. doesn't even need a monitor, sure. you know? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm a little frustrated that I have like this, not to bring it down to looks, a beautiful machine, but I have a useful like screen. It's like very small that you could put in the corner of like your kid's room to play games on or whatever, right. but right. Like, you can't because it's the graphics will kill it. Yeah. So, so it's been frustrating because I worked on it for like the last two weeks. I took off both heat sinks and I reapplied the thermal paste and put it back together. Wow. I put the new fans in it. Um, I then installed OSX because you definitely want to have that in case there's some crazy updates, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is never going to happen. <laughs> and uh, but then I can get the firmware and stuff. Sure. And then I installed Windows because curiously, Windows. Um, doesn't flake out on me as much okay when it comes to the overheating so i believe i haven't done a lot of crash report reading because typically when it crashes it doesn't in the past it has never said you know i crashed because it can't because <laughs> it crashed yeah so um so i installed windows and it's always handy to have windows around uh, my wife has a windows machine but it's probably just as uh, dependable as the iMac. <laughs> um, so I installed Windows and then I installed Linux and I was trying to do Arch Linux because everyone uh, on Cupcake convinced me to do that. Sure. And, um, unfortunately, uh, this iMac is 32-bit. Sorry, now it's getting geeky. <laughs> and everything in the entire universe these days is 64-bit. Yeah. And so I could not get that to boot for the life of me um so i went back to i decided to try something new i'm trying uh, linux mint okay um and it's basically another offshoot of the same kernel or oh here i'm getting to language i don't even know <laughs> that uh, ubuntu is on so um and i picked like a really light desktop and everything but it, it uh it's locking up on me over there for sure. So um, the fun thing is, the really fun thing, you, you <laughs> can listen now. Again, I'm not talking geeky. The really fun thing is is that the chip gets so hot during the boot sequence that it'll lock up before it even finishes. <laughs> um, and that's in OS X and that's in um, Linux. So what I have to do is I have to boot into safe mode. Yep. Then I turn up the fans that are inside the computer, not my brand new ones, like the <laughs> hard drive fan and the CPU fan. I crank them up to like 4,000 RPMs and they're usually hanging out at 800. So <laughs> I crank them up. It sounds like it's going to launch off my desk. <laughs> And then I can boot into any other OS that I want. And what's funny is the fans are controlled by the SMC. Sorry, sure. getting geeky again. Yep. And so if I restart and boot into something else, they're still going like wildcats. It's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, if I tried to start one of those OSs from the 
then it won't the fans won't be going interesting so, it is interesting and i have a cute little like exe that i used to run in windows 7 to fire up the fans and i installed that again same machine same version of windows and now that's not working for some reason <laughs> it's weird um and then i found a different uh thing for Actually, I found a guy online who has the same machine as me and the same problems, and he's running Linux Mint, and he said, get this to do the fans. Ah. And it hasn't been as successful as just booting into safe boot and cranking them up. It's a <laughs> lot easier. And so the same thing with Linux is if I boot into recovery mode and it doesn't load the graphic drivers, the screen doesn't look great because it doesn't know what right. graphics card it has, right. but then it won't crash interesting so there's like definitely something like going on there i mean if you've ever installed an os and i'm sorry if you have but uh <laughs> you know it does like some sort of like universal weird VD- vga driver yep, or something. to start yeah and, and so if i'm in that the machine is like i'm cool so i'm kind of wondering i don't know a ton about hardware i've built a couple computers but it doesn't make me an expert um but I have heard in the past, like my sister's laptop had poor, um, again, like sort of a people were saying it was a defect, mm-hmm. but they didn't put enough thermal paste on the graphics chip as well. So they said, you know, take it apart, put it, put some on there and you can fix it unless it's gone too far. Yeah. Some kind of yeah. words like that. And I think that's what has happened in my case is like that chip is somehow damaged now. Yeah, like, you may have you may be to the point where you the chip itself has thermal damage from overheating too many times. Yeah, that's that's what I think. So so it's kind of a bummer because you know, like I said, I can boot into safe mode, crank up the fans and run it. Yeah. But at the same time and it was it was running that way for like a year to be honest before I put the fans on the back hoping <laughs> to dissipate more heat. But it locks up so much more frequently now in when I lo- boot it normally that I'm just like why even mess around with it, you know. Right. So Right. But if you're interested, if you, Paul, are interested or anyone else uh, in checking <laughs> out um, Subsonic, let me know because I I spent like a week and a half, two weeks messing with this thing. So it'll probably sit here on the desk and run my server for a while until I get sick of it <laughs> or until it fries itself. <laughs> right. Because that's the other thing. Like, I can't even like donate it to someone or the school or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's not just gonna like run. a pariah. Yeah, yeah. I guess the best thing I could do with it is probably to go rent a camera and put it in a dumpster and just watch like somebody freak out, like, "Oh my god!" And I'm <laughs> it's even been modded. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two holes in the back. Why is that? <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, fun times. Like I, I, I dremeled mm-hmm. holes into the back of it. Nice. First time I ever took it fully apart. I've taken it apart to clean it, hoping to dissipate some heat. And gotcha. I took it apart to install a two terabyte drive because it was a music server. But uh, I've never like every time I got to the whole like. It's time to disconnect things and take your logic board out. I was like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, one of my uh, one of my friends at work, uh, Grant, he 
Um, he performed a similar surgery on his iMac where uh, he wanted to put an SSD drive in as a replacement for the regular hard drive because we um, uh, he's been spoiled by us getting SSDs in our in our work laptops. And so now nice. um, he's used to he's used to a machine that like boots in seven seconds and you don't have to wait for any applications to launch. They're just you just click them and they are launched. It's like weird. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so he got, he's been spoiled by this. And, uh, so he tried to put an SSD in his, uh, in his iMac. And, uh, I think he realized that there was a temperature sensor on the hard drive that comes in the machine, but I don't think he realized that if the machine didn't have it, it wouldn't respond properly to rises in temperature correctly. And he ended up frying his graphics card by switching out his hard drive, which is really counterintuitive, but ultimately the thermal sensor on, that was attached to the hard drive or attached somehow through the hard drive connector um, was related to keeping the entire machine cool to the point where it would overheat enough and cause damage to his graphics card. So, Wow. Yeah. And I That's, think, uh... I think um, like iFixit, or maybe it's Mac Sales like OWC, other world, other world computing. I think they have like an official kit for upgrading your iMac now where it's like and this is the special thing that you put in to make sure that the sensor behaves correctly and you don't <laughs> fry your iMac. Uh so yeah, he has a um he has a I believe it's a 27-inch brick uh that he can't wow. that he can't use anymore. And I'm recording this on a 27-inch iMac and I was considering doing the same thing because I also have a rotating drive. I don't have a fancy fusion drive or anything like that in it. Um it's the generation before they got super uber thin like they are now. Um but I am going to learn from his mistake and not do that surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll figure out how to mount an SSD over Thunderbolt instead or something like that. Like, right. yes, my iMac looks very nice, uh, but I already have a million peripherals attached to it, so another hard drive won't make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually saw someone, when you said that, I was laughing in my in my brain because I don't know how, like, through my research, like, I... Also found someone wanted to add more storage and I didn't actually read it or see what it was about. I just saw this picture. I think it was probably someone in response to the picture of holes in the back was like, check this out, (laughs) where someone had mounted an extra hard drive to the back of their (laughs) iMac, but not inside. Sure. (laughs) And it... To be honest, it didn't look like, hey, here's some duct tape and whatever. It looked like they tried to make it look as good as it could. Like sure. it was yeah. the silver ones right. with the black on the back. So oh, okay. they had some kind of black ba- bracket holding the hard drive. And then like <laughs> they had taken like the wires that go into the computer and um, covered them with like that uh, black like tubing that you hide wires oh, in. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It looked professional, but I was like, so you couldn't just you know buy a bigger drive to put inside (laughs) right yeah okay all right cool yeah i think the most modding i'll do with this one is i'll probably buy at some point i'll probably buy one of those vesa mounts and like mount it on the wall somewhere or something like that yes that would be that would be excellent 
just to clear I a little agree. more space off my desk. Especially, I, it's it is the twenty seven inch, and so I feel like I'm sitting too close to it. <laughs> like right now, when I'm right, it looks like I can't even look at you because uh, even though your window is completely at the top of the screen, as close to the camera as I can make it, <laughs> I'm so close to the screen. It looks like I'm looking a foot below your chin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will never forget like the first time I used a friend of mine's uh twenty seven inch. It was like I'm glad you have this swivel chair because I want to look over there now. <laughs> right, exactly. It's very much like having dual monitors without the second monitor. <laughs> like you're just right. like, Whoa. Now I'm yes. gonna turn. Yeah. You quickly learn a lesson. Anytime your monitor is above like 27 inches, whether it's a Mac or whatever, you quickly learn the lesson to never, never press the maximize button. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially in Windows (laughs) where it really just like, I'm going to suck up the entire screen. Or yeah, the full screen, the full screen button in, uh, you know, in whatever software you're using. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like dangerous. Yeah. I mean, just even like um, browsing the internet, like in Chrome or Safari, whatever your flavors. <laughs> yeah. If you open it to like the whole thing, you're like, even the websites don't know what to do. They're like, I like to put ads over in the side, but here are the ads and here's a bunch of white space that you wish right, were there. Right. Be interesting to see what Reddit looked like. I'll have to, I'll have to um, full screen one of my windows and pull up Reddit podcast section or something <laughs> like that. And I'll take a screenshot for the... For posterity, for the show notes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, uh, that just sucked. You know, I'm, I'm, this is the part where you play the clip from, uh, what is it, episode two or three, where you like said, vote Chris for job. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I just totally like that. I put the blinders on and it was like, I'm going to fix iMac. That's all I'm going to do. And then, of course, right. The first day after the fans went in, huh, that getting cooler, tear it apart again, go buy some thermal paste, huh, that getting cooler, you know, like, right, monkeying with it, and I was like, okay, let's just, you know, let's put OSX back on because it kept crashing on me, and, huh, keeps crashing, so. Yeah, yeah. It's already pulling heat off of the chips at maximum efficiency, apparently. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean the next. I mean, I'm already tore it apart. Yeah. If it was worth, if it was worth it, you know, if it was a better machine, you know, I would do something crazy like liquid cooling. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just put some snow in the back of my iMac every time I turn it on. <clears throat> Go get some snow for the snow hopper on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Label the snow hopper, Mister Fusion. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was seeing the same thing. Pour it. Pour it in the top. Let it drip out the bottom. Have a little indicator that tells you how much is left. I like it. Yeah, that would be sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Have a Snoopy Mr. Snow Cone (laughs) thing right next to it. (laughs) Make little flavored snow cones. (laughs) Good. I would just like have a teapot at the bottom. It's all going to be warm. Yeah, there you go. water. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Time to make some tea. I better fire up the iMac. That's right. iMac, Earl Grey tea, hot. <laughs> Hotter. 
I'll play Portal. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating to just watch like the even on this machine as we record, I'm at a hundred and eighty degrees right now. So Oh yeah. It's fun. It's fun to just watch the numbers go up. Yeah. What utility do you like to use for doing your uh temperature monitoring? Um interestingly enough, there's a lot of them now mm-hmm. and I've been wanting to try some more, but uh I was in on iStat early and I think they probably a year or two ago they had a new version and I was like I think I got a deal cuz if I cuz I was already using it so ah they sure. did something like oh you're already using it but it's a new version so we're going to make you pay like another fee but not as high as everyone else <laughs> so I went I went to pay it um and uh, my credit card did not work because I was in Canada. It was a whole like, oh, oh my gosh, it's an American credit card in Canada. You must have stole this. And <laughs> a horrible adventure. Yeah, and sure. so I was back and forth with them on social media like, dude, I just want to buy your product. And they were like, of course, they can't do anything about it. Right. They're like, service well, they it's use. our credit card processor. Sorry. Yeah. So um, I never solved that. So I'm still on like an older version of iStat, but uh, it gets the job done. I don't know what the new one did differently, but. Sure. That is my flavor. Turns out the new one doesn't spike your temperature. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. They're using they're using every bit of GPU horsepower to render that that thermometer up in the menu bar. <laughs> I kind of think that sometimes. <laughs> Especially on the iMac. Yeah. I had pulled down, I don't even remember what it was. I think it's a very blandly named temperature monitor or something like that. Um and <laughs> you open it up and it just tells you here's all of the here's what all of the uh all of the thermostats on your computer are telling me right now. It gives you like eight different numbers spread across the screen. And the only reason I was using that was because for for a little while I was trying out uh, Dogecoin mining on uh, on the iMac here. Uh, and I wanted to try out the GPU mining versus the CPU mining. And uh, the fun thing is, as soon as you start up, there's a program called Asteroid, which does the GPU mining for you on on OS X. And basically, the second you start it up, it's like, oh, hey, you're running on an iMac. This probably isn't a good idea. That's the warning window. That's the warning window. It's basically, you're running on an iMac. A, this uses a mobile GPU, which isn't going to be very powerful, really, for mining anyway. But B, it's also going to make that GPU hot, and this probably isn't a very good idea. <laughs> the, thermal, wow. the thermal envelope of your machine is not designed for this kind of work. <laughs> That's polite and nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. We don't we don't want you to mine for Dogecoin and or for Dogecoin and uh, and destroy your machine. <laughs> Can you pronounce it both ways? I, I have no idea how it's supposed to be pronounced. The most common one I've heard is Doge, um, but I've also heard people say Doggy or Doggy, Doggy Coin. Yeah, I was actually checking that out when you posted the link, and I was like, hey, that might be kind of interesting and a good introduction to that kind of currency. And yeah. Once I have the iMac up running, I'll try that. So. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I have I have many Doge coins now. 
Um, nice. Actually, I haven't checked what the value of the coin is right now, but I can. Oh, it's dipping in value slightly. It's worth 0.14 cents right now per coin. Wow. Yeah. Which is actually, I, I say it's down, but that's actually four times more valuable than it was when I started mining. Cool. It got as high as two-tenths of a cent uh, for a little while, which was kind of amazing because my the value of my total coins like skyrocketed from... And I was like, oh, I have like $3 in coins. And now it's like, wow, I have like $45 in coins. I could legitimately buy something now. <laughs> <laughs> something larger than a Snickers bar. One Bitcoin. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. If I become a uh, a Dogecoin millionaire, I will uh, I will be able to buy a Bitcoin at some point. Dude, that is totally our... That is the name of our new rap album coming next fall. Dogecoin Millionaires. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. I'll have to. I'll have to cross. We be mining (laughs) all day long. All day long. (laughs) (laughs) Typical late '90s fake rap. My name is Paul, and I'm here to say I'm going Dogecoin mining every day. <laughs> you got a mobile GPU, mining ain't for you. Dogecoin, Dogecoin. <laughs> Many coin. Wow. So Doge. <laughs> oh, Dogecoin, me love you so long. Uh <laughs> Player. All right. Too live. Too live Doge crew. <laughs> I don't know which of these titles we're going to use, but they're all great. <laughs> oh, I wasn't recording. We don't have any of them. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. I'll have Doge to cross I'll have to cross post the I've been uh, after when I release our episodes I've been posting on the Reddit podcasts there's a daily every day they put up a new thread that says tell us about your latest episode January 27 and so the day that I release it I go in there and I put it I put a link to us and and I put the show notes on there as well just to try to drive a few more a few more listens and uh, since we've now talked about doggy, doggy, doge, doji dog coin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so working on this album. There are so uh, many awesome raps. We can, we can put it up there. <laughs> yeah, we just need to auto-tune it now. <laughs> it's going to be perfect. Uh, I have that software somewhere that I acquired illegally. Nice. I've never used it. That's what makes it a real rap album. It was guilty. I was like, oh, I shouldn't use this. (laughs) You mix it using Mm -hmm. illegal software. Now it's a rap album. Yeah, there you go. No, I I remember like right before auto-tuning like took off, it was like somewhere where I'd found it. Ah, okay. I I don't think I could run it because it was like, I, I ended up downloading it and then it was like, 
yeah, dude, you totally have auto tune and it's either like just the plugin or it works for like OS nine. <laughs> Sweet. Get out the iMac. Oh, yeah. You can boot into classic mode. I'm sure classic mode that. will make it run great. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that. I was like, ooh. Yeah, that's been like something I, I was like, yeah. That's when I started drawing the line, like trying to use my logic side of my brain. Like, I was like, okay, so it works in recovery mode. So I just need to go into Linux and tell it not to load the video card driver somehow or just tell it, you know, I love 256 colors. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can do this. Sure. Maybe. And then I was like, wait, or I could just boot into recovery mode every time. That sounds much more uh, easier, but less leet. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I was like, what can I do with it when it's like the screen is that crappy? Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even like, even today, like, uh, I was like, okay, I got to go through my little routine here. Unplug the bat phone to the United States, unplug the regular <laughs> phone here that's in the room. So that none of that interrupts the podcast. And then I was like, and then turn off the giant heating fan next to my laptop, which is the iMac. <laughs> so I turned it off. And now I'm like, as we keep talking about it, I keep looking over it going, you're going to start, right? Like when I turn you back when on. You turn, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to have to start you back up in safe mode again, aren't I? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I I do the same routine when we get started. So I have a space heater in here that I turned off and then I have a uh I have an external hard drive which also is a spinning drive, but it also has an extra fan on it and it's like super loud whenever it's running. Which most of the time it's running because it has my music library on it, um fed into iTunes. Um but I shut all that stuff down. I also quit Dropbox and quit um, the cloud app and all of that stuff just to try to eliminate any background um, any background internet transactions that could be happening that could slow down our yeah. Skype <laughs> I tell my beautiful wife I say thanks for letting me do this you're very sweet and also don't you dare watch Netflix because that'll cut into my bandwidth <laughs> <laughs> please put your telephone into <laughs> turn Wi-Fi off yeah. on it <laughs> <laughs> and use the LTE. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have um actually right now I have two routers because our place it, it so <laughs> doesn't need two routers, but sure. I had them at my old place and uh the Roku when I was still using that in the living room has like a really poor Wi-Fi antenna, so I put the other router out there just as sort of like, hey, will you help Roku? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, no. Um, the other router I bridged to, so a Wi-Fi bridge to the other router, and then Roku uh, was plugged Roku into the back into of it. That. Yep. Um, and that worked, and it worked well. And then when I said, you know, Roku, you kind of, I miss you, buddy, but you're really slow and hmm. the PlayStation can do the same thing. And I can also set like my DNS to maybe not be in Canada. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use the PlayStation. And so then I put that uh, router away and then 
um, one day I was like having some issues again with internet and I said, okay, so maybe if we're having a bad day and no (laughs) one's happy, this extra router would be nice. So, so I have it out there. And so that's the, that's the router I give guests the password to. Ah, there you go. So then I have my router in here giving me like the sweet. The primo bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, they get like G, I get N. You know? <laughs> That's a good way to That's do it. Roll. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I'm telling this story because I inherited a router when I moved here. And my wife's router was old enough to be one of those like sweet, sweet, sweet uh, Linksys, like the famous model, like the blue 45 yeah, yeah, yeah. G yep. or whatever. So as even though like I didn't even use it, even though that I of course wiped the uh, firmware <laughs> and put on like DWRT, yeah, or yeah, Tomato WRT or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then um, I'm probably gonna break that out once I start experimenting with the Raspberry Pi because nice. I might just I might just need it so I can have a switch because I'm running out of Ethernet. <laughs> 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 I might just pull it out to be in a switch mode. Yeah, sure. Because. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about doing that here. So when we bought, we bought, I don't know if I've told the story yet on the podcast, but uh, when we bought the new house um, back in March, I went around because um, I noticed that it had a lot of already run telephone telephone lines and jacks in the walls, and I was like, okay, uh, that's kind of cool. And most of those were also accompanied with coax cable. Um, drops at the same spot. So it was already nicely wired for most of the rooms in the house to have a a phone and potentially a TV in them. So I went in the basement and I was like, well, this house is not that old. It was built in like 2007. So maybe they were really smart and instead of running like old-fashioned phone line, they ran Cat 5 or Cat 6. And that's exactly what they did. So uh, I was super happy about that, and I cut, <laughs> I cut the ends off of everything, and I rewired all of them as Cat Cat Six jacks. So now, uh, where all of those phone drops used to be, are actual Ethernet drops, and uh, I have a switch down in the basement, and that runs into my uh, air or uh, time capsule downstairs. Um, and so even though up in this room, I'm about as far from the wireless routers I can get, I am hardwired into the network, which is pretty sweet. Um, but the other thing is I have an older time capsule that I'm no longer using cause it was, the wireless was starting to flake out on it. And I think I'm going to do the same thing where I take the drop that's up here in the office and I run that into the time capsule and then the time capsule basically goes into switch mode and I can have more than one device up here, but all still be hardwired into the uh, network, which would be sweet. Yeah. Lucky you, because I I was looking for a way to get internet all the way to the TV and stuff, and I was toying with the phone line idea, but it didn't look like it was uh, Cat5. And I read that, you know, you don't need all the wires in Cat5, so sometimes you can do it. Um, Yeah. There's there's hacks. And but the curious part for us is because we live in a building, um, the buzzer is through the phone, so you push <laughs> a number downstairs and it rings the phone, and I let you in by pressing nine. Uh, so I don't know where that line comes up. So I was like, <laughs> I 
it's fine with me if our bedroom way in the back still has the regular phone and it'd be nice to have one in the kitchen. So I'm like, where does that line come up? Cause maybe I can use that Jack in the living room and, but I don't sure. know where like they all connect or coalesce. And <laughs> yeah. So I was like, this is getting dangerous. This whole buzzer thing is going to mess everything up. And then I talked to the building uh, manager and, uh, because my wife had mentioned it before, but she, she's still sort of they're Canadian, um, <laughs> so they all they all love their landlines because like cell phones just got here last year, and <laughs> so you you remember that back in the states right. when cell phones came out and our parents were like, oh you can't you gotta have a landline, right? What if, right. What if what if what if yeah you know like yeah what if the power goes out? Um, cell phone still works yep. uh, so so she's real big on it and plus the buzzer but the building manager said you know we can have a buzzer go to a cell phone so you don't even need the landline and i'm like well then why are we paying for it because it just gets you know yeah telemarketer calls all the time <laughs> and um she's like yeah but what if you're home and i'm not and somebody calls to buzz and so now and I was like, oh, yeah, but the building manager said, you know, in that case, we would just have two buzzer numbers. So it would just be like, you know, Buzz, Colette, and Chris at this number or that number. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so then I started thinking about the whole <laughs> wiring thing again. And I was like, hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. Our our uh, living room is a really bizarre space. And I think I talked about that when we were talking about receivers. Yeah, but yeah everything like all the outlets and stuff are on the outside walls and the inside wall is like sort of an island uh, breaking up the living room from the kitchen so that inside wall has like pretty much nothing on it and of course the tv is on the outside wall so somehow i've got to cross the entire space of the <laughs> home to do any kind of wiring and i think we talked about that with the receiver too like yeah, i can't exactly right. go down to my neighbors and say hey i want to drill a hole through the floor and some <laughs> wires across your ceiling is that cool yeah so so yeah it's a it's kind of a kind of been havoc but i just put a wall uh straight in front of me where you see me talking there's a hole i i cut a hole in the wall freaked the wife out um <laughs> and uh Cut a hole in the wall on this side and then the other side in the dining room and ran like uh, some just some cat five or six like through there and put jacks in. It looked sure. nice. Yeah. So now right. that router is plugged in out there and hardwired into nice to the system here. So it works. It works. Speaking of telemarketers, uh, did you see Dan, our previous guest, uh, recent comic? I did. I did. Yeah, it Based was really on, cool. Uh, one of your tweets, right? Yeah, yeah. Which it was just a silly thing I said, but then um, he asked me if he could use it, and I was like, I said it was free dialogue. Go for it. <laughs> uh, but then I didn't. I kept seeing the link and seeing the cartoon, and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I even bragged about being published. Uh, <laughs> but then I didn't actually go to the page, you know, because I didn't have to because the image was there. Yeah. And, um, or scroll down and he did a, a really it was a really nice thing so shout out to uh to dan and put a i'll put a link in the show notes but uh he said you know he said he was a recent guest here and linked our show so that was awesome oh sweet sweet that was nice of him uh, yeah yeah 
over on Clattertron. Clattertron. Get Clattertron. Although Clatterton.com does work now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because I am <laughs> willing to spend a few dollars to buy a domain name on a joke. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> that should be your like next job, you know. Not that you don't do the one you have now well. I'm just saying, like, uh, you should be, like, one of those guys, like, in the next uh, presidential campaign that they hire to, like, then buy up, like, you know, buy up whoever's running, like, (laughs) masterromney.com. You better buy that so, like, some, you know. Right. Some person doesn't buy it and make fun of you. I do. There was an article I remember reading like a long time ago, probably like when Ross Perot was running or something, like how they would buy up domains that were like bad yeah. domains just so people wouldn't use wouldn't them. Wouldn't use like, them, right. Like douchebag Perot or something like that. You know? <laughs> so it was like Obama a funny for article. Kenya.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from KenyaBitches.com. <laughs> it's a single serving site with just his picture. Find my birth certificate.com. <laughs> I want to find out if I'm adopted, but I just found out that Obama's not American. <laughs> I've put in tw- <laughs> I've put 12 gold birth certificates in 12 different candy bars. <laughs> And if you get one, I'll give you a tour of the White House. (laughs) Oh, nice. Wow, I was going to make fun of you for laughing before you even finished. Like, I'm like, this is going to be funny. And it was funny. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) I was laughing more because I said, uh, Putin, (laughs) instead of put, I've Putin... Putin. Putin. I, Putin. Stradwitzia. Oh, I'm supposed to translate when you say that. I am much too like candy bar. (laughs) Please give birth certificates. President. Nice. Yeah. Am I am I hot? Did I turn down enough? Am I better? Um, no, really. The last couple you've been a little bit better. Yeah, keep talking. Wow. Oh, right. I, when I ask if I'm hot, I should actually talk. Is that how <laughs> it works? It <laughs> helps a little bit. Helping you to talk. I'll just do my doggy coin rap. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go for it. Bust a rhyme. Is it Doge or a doggy? Is it doggy? Is it Doge? <laughs> Wow. That's deep. Much coin. <laughs> Much coin. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this again. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. This is so many lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what people listen for, I'm sure. For actually forget it. I'm not even going to write it or I'm just going to auto-tune the podcast. <laughs> just auto-tune the whole damn thing. <laughs> <Right>. Remix. <laughs> <laughs> my mind's on my doji coin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got my mind on my doji, my doji on my mind. There. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. 
Have you listened Sweet. to the uh, the Fish cover of that song? I don't think so. It's uh, it's very good. I will link to that in the show notes for sure. Interesting. It's it's hmm. excellent. They did sort of uh, like um, I don't know. I would I would call it like a folk country uh, remix. There's a decent amount of banjo. Uh, okay, I, I was gonna say I've heard like a kind of a country remix, but I didn't think it was them. But yeah, hmm. interesting. Yeah, I, it's funny because today I was thinking about uh, discussing the iMac and the Subsonic Music Server, and um, and that's because you know it may sound because we're so relaxed that we just get together and talk and record it but it, it there's a lot that goes into the show <laughs> a lot of prep work i'm there laughing at something paul's doing on the screen it has nothing to do with the lies coming out of my mouth uh <laughs> i've got at least two bookmarks and pinboard to talk about <laughs> right right i was trying to think of that oh gentle mint that's what it was all right uh, oh, I should explain my th- outward thoughts. Uh, gen- <laughs> Gentleman is uh, our friend uh, at work, Dan. He pointed me to it. It's sort of like a pin board for men. I don't know if it's still alive. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Pinterest. Pinterest. Pinterest, yes. Yeah. There we go. And uh, sorry, I don't know about that because it's for ladies. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who else can I offend? <laughs> so, no, I was thinking about Subsonic, and then I was like, Wait, I just learned recently that Paul plays the guitar. Wait, I've never actually discussed anything musically with Paul. I don't know if he likes Bach and Beethoven or Metallica. That's weird. So yeah. so to hear you reference Fish, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, I. Uh, that is probably one of the only Fish songs that I have listened to. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware of fish. <laughs> but I, you know how to spell it. I know how to spell it. It starts with a ph. Uh, that's really kind of all you need to know to spell it. Um, so does my doji mine coins. <laughs> I screwed that up. <laughs> the, the jokes that don't work out are better than the ones that do. I think actually on this show. <laughs> Oh, then they should really get to see the video. <laughs> and of right. course, I'm referring to my face. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke without a beard. Okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we were going somewhere with that. Ah, uh, yeah. I just uh, I was uh, inquiring to your musical taste. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, you admitted that was your only fish song. It really is my only fish song. Um Late high school, I was really into um, Green Day. Um, I still like Green Day. You would never know from our podcast. Yeah, you'd never know that. Uh, (laughs) Rodzilla. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, uh, Blink-182. I liked Blink-182 quite a bit. Um, I really liked Third Eye Blind's debut album, but they didn't really do much after that. Their sophomore album, they hit the, they had the sophomore slump, and then I don't know if they decided to try to do anything after the sophomore album, honestly. Um, let's see. I'm just taking you on a tour of music in the late 90s, basically, is what I'm doing. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I really like the Beatles. I've actually been introducing Evelyn to uh, some of the classic Beatles songs. Um, good 
she you've got she's listening to octopus's garden yet huh yeah That's, we played that tonight that's a great kid's song oh i love that when i was a kid yeah oh yeah and uh i should stop there is what i should do <laughs> i was gonna say i loved it so much and it was hard to find on my dad's eight track because that's how old uh gotcha because the eight track player i didn't know this actually until i got older (laughs) and my dad like inherited an eight track player from a friend by the time that like you know tapes were totally it there were no more eight tracks in the universe (laughs) and cds were coming out my dad inherits this eight track player from a friend yeah that was like a really like nice model from jc penny and uh because that's where you get them it it had rewind and forward because all of my dad's eight track players when I was growing up just had the track changing button. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so basically, if you've never seen an eight track in your life, oh, I can link to one. You bet. Um, <laughs> they were just like a tape that you'd see nowadays, except twelve times bigger, and um, the tape itself was compressed in a way that, like, you would have eight tracks mm-hmm. yep and so this little track button then switched the playhead to ch- play the different track mm-hmm. um if that made any sense to anyone listening but uh so you'd stick it into the eight track player and it would just play where it was if imagine just sticking like sure. a record if you've ever seen one of those like on a record player and just throwing the needle somewhere in the middle yep and so the only way to get like anywhere you wanted to be was just to either listen to it like he may have had one that had fast forward but you never had rewind <laughs> <laughs> right so sometimes i would like listen to a song on one track just so i could skip over to the next track and play the other one mm-hmm. yeah it's very complicated but octopus's garden yeah that was one of my favorite songs as a kid yeah yeah, for sure. Uh, I like that one, and uh, and of course, there's the uh, the the Muppet music video version of it, which is also very good because it's basically <laughs> thus. It's they don't change. I don't think they bother to change any of the words of it. They're just like this song is perfect as it is. <laughs> We're just going to sing the song as Muppets and display, you know, an octopus's garden and fish under the sea, and that's it. <laughs> Which is which is fun. Evelyn loves that. Um, uh, and then I, of course, love all of the. I lo- I don't think there's a Beatles song that I don't like. There are some that I listen to more than others. I certainly listen to "Let It Be" like practically on repeat. Um, but there's a lot of them that I. There's a lot of those songs that I love. Um, there's a there's a lot of older music that I um, that I do enjoy. Um, I'm not huge into Elvis, I guess. Um, that would be one of the other like really big but older styles of music. Um, probably yeah, more into they... Elvis's movies than his music, actually. We got to win this race. <laughs> um, <laughs> little Eddie Murphy for you there. <laughs> Lemonade, that cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> he can't act. Let's just have him sing all his lines. Perfect. <laughs> yeah actually uh my dad i'm he i he was a huge elvis fan and he liked the beatles and so uh that's how i grew up i mean it was one oh, of those okay. questions again dating myself so anybody like over the age of like 27 might get it but there was always like sort of this saying early on was like you're you're either like 
Ginger or Marianne, and you're either Elvis or you're Beatles. <laughs> yeah. You can't be both. Sure. And I was a weird guy because I was kind of both. Yeah. I do like the king. Yeah. His, I, like, I just know all of his popular stuff, kind of like the right. Beatles, where yeah. people are like, oh, I love the Beatles. And then when you, like, delve into, like, some of the other stuff, it's like, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Ended up getting exposed to probably when I worked at a CD and tape store. <laughs> uh, I got exposed to like an album that came out probably in the 90s, but it was like some kind of uh, 50s. Um, I can't look at my server right now because it's off. Uh, <laughs> it was like a 50s compilation of Elvis stuff where kind of like the Beatles when he started out, he was like singing other people's stuff. And so just some of those like blue yeah. songs that he was singing were like awesome. Like I got a woman and stuff like that. So, yeah. 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 It's really, I'm, I'm just a mess because I could probably listen to anything except country. And when I say that, it's even a hard call because nowadays country is pretty much rock and roll. Yes. With a Southern accent. That's about the only difference. Yeah. And that like guitar twang, like maybe we make yeah, auto tune yeah. and rap, but that little guitar like, yeah, it's like right. in every song, it's just looped. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I can listen to anything, and my weirdest like, well, not my weirdest, but my biggest thing recently has just been like dubstep. And so, like, I'm a 40 year old guy who's like walking <laughs> down the street listening to Skrillex, kind of. <laughs> and it's funny because I r- had to ride in the car for a couple of jobs with uh, our buddy Mark, and he was like crazy into like dubstep or Skrillex. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. And I didn't get more into it until I got here. But sure. Yeah. Just because I was like craving like real music because everything here is Canadian and scary. <laughs> They're like advertising concerts, and I'm like, that it's so it's gonna be like at that place where like the Oilers play hockey, and they expect it to fill up, but there's no one I know. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, there's seven people that are playing that night, and I don't know any of them. Why would anyone go? It's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. bare naked ladies, another group that I uh, that I got into quite a bit. I could never do my one of my former roommates was like huge into them and I just could never get into it. I don't know why. Yeah. I I have a feeling and I never I didn't get the chance to see them live. I think they I think they still tour. I don't know if they've done any done a new album particularly recently, but I think they still tour. Um I'd like to see them live sometime because uh I have heard that they're the kind of band where you see them you see them live, and a lot of it makes more sense <laughs> because ah. um, they're very much that kind of a band. Like they feed off the audience, and they do they like change the way that they play a lot of their songs pretty routinely. And so, like the studio captured version of some of their songs isn't really um, how they always play it. I think they tried to capture that when they 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 did. Um, they did one of those, you know, here's an album of uh of a concert of ours kind of right. things. Um called Rock Spectacle and I have the, I do have that one and I enjoy that a lot. But I have a couple of their songs that are that are um that are favorites. And they're they are the kind of band uh where um like I don't really skip any of the tracks on their albums. I just kinda let it play through. Whereas a lot of a lot of CDs that I bought 
back when I was buying CDs. <laughs> I would buy them for the one or two songs that I really liked, uh, that I knew that I really liked, and I didn't really listen to most of the rest of the album. Um, for sure. And then iTunes changed that. Because <laughs> 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 now it's like, oh, I know I like these ones. That's funny. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking, like, your daughters are at an interesting age, but honestly, I would think, like, probably anybody who's like just getting into their teens like in today's world you have like no need for music like as far as not like not listening but like buying it like i read a blog not too long ago and it made perfect sense like why not just like for me like i it's funny because it's all digital, so who cares, right? I could probably just dump it. But since I have all this music that I've collected over my life, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and run my subsonic server <laughs> so I can listen to my music on my devices. But truly, like, if you're younger and you haven't amassed a collection, then, I mean, why not just subscribe to Radio or yeah. what's that one, Spotify, yeah. like... That's all you need. Like you don't right. then you don't have to worry about all this storage and yep. it's amazing. So Yeah, I have to say I've been using um because I I am a card carrying Apple fanboy, uh I've been using iTunes radio pretty regularly because I already pay for the iTunes match subscription. Um ah. and so there's no there's no advertising on it at all. And prior to that I was using Pandora. Um and it it works great. I, both of them work great. Pandora works great as well. It's not the same as uh, like RDO or Spotify, right? Because you actually right. can set up your own playlists and you're listening to your own thing, but you're paying a subscription to do that. Um, whereas iTunes Radio and Pandora are both like, hey, give us the name of an artist that you kind of like and we'll give you a random playlist, hoping that you'll then go buy some of the music that you hear through that. Yeah, I... um. When I got to Canada, I can't use Pandora anymore. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, uh, I found a way. (laughs) um, But then I went to a a friend of my wife's party and everyone was like, this is the best playlist. And she's like, oh, I just picked one. And we're like, what? And so she introduced me to a service that I've used quite frequently now, uh, Songza. Uh, Ah, yeah. Songs is awesome. Is it? It's really great. Like Pandora, you know, like if you don't pay the subscription fee, they play advertising. Songs, it doesn't. I have no idea how they huh. make any money, but uh, um, the app is okay. Like it works well on most of my devices except my really old uh, Droid X. <laughs> um, the app is a little bit flaky on, but uh, <clears throat> what's interesting too is they have like celebrity playlist because, you know, you want to listen to what Melissa Joan Hart thinks is good, but, (laughs) but I can't figure out is like, there's a couple of playlists that I've like really liked. And then sometimes I like, there's like the 50, like top 50 blog blogs, music or something like that. So yeah, I listen to it, but then there's like other ones I listen to that I'm like, Oh yeah, I know this. Okay, I've heard this whole playlist, and I guess they don't change. But then, like that, like top fifty one or whatever, I think they actually change it. Oh sure. So, so yeah, it's it's an interesting service. I would definitely recommend Songza. It's fun. I kind of want to know, like, because I um, 
do lots of housework and look for jobs a lot. I kind of <laughs> want to know like what you have to do to make a playlist for them because they all seem to be like themed and by people I'm supposed to know in the industry or something. And mm. like, so just an average Joe can't make one because I got the music chops. Come on. Totally. <laughs> Pandora is really great. They, um, I think in one of my, I know I never do this, not like the last podcast that hasn't been published because it's still on my hard drive. <laughs> uh, I never rant, but I may have said something on uh, Twitter a number of years ago about Pandora because I tuned into the Beastie Boys channel, which is they're pretty much one of my favorite groups. And uh, as soon as uh, I tuned into the channel, it was like 100% of they're like super old album and then artists that sound like that. So it was like the eighties rap. And I was like, uh, just so you know, Pandora, the beastie boys have had probably like seven albums since that first one, you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) and, uh, they like responded to me. They're like, sorry, you had a problem. You know, it was the typical like social media response. Like, sorry, you had a problem with the channel we'll try to do better and then i said well thanks for the response and they said they like responded again like that's a really interesting argument you made i thought there was other stuff on that channel we'll have to look into that and like they were very positive and very helpful and i was like wow like you see that from some companies and then others you just see the generic like sorry you didn't like that we'll do better yeah right so yeah, then I was like, and of course, you know, that's the the fun side of social media too is like I'm going to get on there and put their at sign. I don't even think I did. They probably have like a bot scrubbing. I don't think I put their at sign because I'm a chicken. You know? Yeah, so right. Like, they probably use like Radiant Bandora. 6 or something like that. No. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. You go. Word. I Word. Uh, I have not used it, but I believe our social media department at Jobby Job uses it for um, Job. Uh, for doing analysis of Twitter and Facebook mentions and stuff like that. At my Jobby Job, yeah, it's sort of like Google Analytics. <laughs> at my Jobby Job, uh, for uh, for social media stuff, uh, only it is actually paid. It's not free, I believe. Sweet. So, uh, one thing I, uh, I was thinking about before the show, um, I think in a previous episode, it may be the last one that's right here in front of me on my hard drive (laughs) (laughs) and not in Jim's editing bay. Um, uh, I think I was discussing, maybe it was the episode before that. I get them confused. There's so many, (laughs) uh, I was to think talking about someone needs to start like a unsubscribe blog or something yeah uh about some of the weird things that change as far as like uh settings and things like terms of service like, and privacy yeah. stuff and things like that yeah yeah where i think at that point i was complaining because you had to go and unsubscribe from some uh silly thing like that google signed you up for rather than just saying like hey um if you'd be interested in this service right so um one of the things i guess that came up earlier this week while i was messing with the imac or last week who knows because i was obsessed (laughs) um 
was Chrome extension gate. Apparently, there is um, some malware and adware shoved into some extensions on Chrome. Uh, uh, so yes. I'll post some links in the show notes to that. But it's it's an interesting thing because what happens is someone comes up with like a really awesome app like typey typey for the ipad Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) like paul's app and then what happens is some malware ad giant comes in and says hey we really like your app we want to buy it and then they just stuff it full of malware and stuff so people were right uh that's an ipad example i guess bad one but so with chrome extensions people were like going to websites and seeing like weird ads in the side of a web page and it wasn't coming from the web page it was coming from the extension in their computer um yeah yeah so it kind of it kind of stinks and obviously some developers didn't cave into the cash but i mean there's a lot out there so right they wanted that doji coin that's uh, right <laughs> so they became dogecoin millionaires that's right so there's a list uh, I can put in the show notes so you can make sure that you don't have one of these Chrome extensions if you're a Chrome user. Um, watch out for that. It's kind of interesting because a uh, million years ago, uh, I used to like really um, pimp out my computers because I thought I was cool. Cause, uh, also, I was on Windows, so it was a shame. <laughs> um, so I had all these things like running on top of stuff to make it look cool and um you know probably back then it was netscape or (laughs) firefox (laughs) in its infancy but you know i would run all these extensions and then you know i'd go somewhere else and use someone's computer and i realized like all these like plugins and extensions were just totally slowing down my computer or my browsing experience online and so i haven't like i haven't themed chrome i haven't um i haven't i hardly have like any extensions like the probably the first extension i ever got for chrome was like this uh one i don't even know what it's called i think it's like uh one click something one click extension manager and it's just a power button and if i press it it closes all my extensions so i think i had that Uh. and delicious installed so i'm like wow (laughs) i have this awesome thing and i'm basically turning off one (laughs) (laughs) So, but you're turning yeah. it off like a power user. That's the important yeah. thing. Word. <laughs> so, see, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of extensions because they are eating up your memory and you probably use them like half the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like anything else. After a while, you're just like, you know, you're like, oh, this isn't cool anymore. You just don't use it. And then. Right, right. <laughs> it's still hanging out there loading. Yeah, I do. I um, I use Safari, so I'm unaware of these extensions of which you speak. Um, <laughs> Safari <laughs> no. has yeah, Safari has its own series of you can you can do extensions and stuff for Safari as well. Uh, it's actually official and sanctioned by Apple now. It used to be yeah. that you could do it, and there was like a special plugin mode that you could that you could enable and make it work. Uh, and now it's an official thing that you can do in Safari, but. Um, uh, I use Chrome sparingly, and I use it specifically for Google properties. Right, yeah. Uh, which I think I've said before on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it works extremely, extremely well for, um, you know, like Gmail and YouTube and, and whatnot. Of course. 
Um, but I tend to, uh, the other thing is I have Safari, um, I have Flash completely thrown away. Um, nice. And so Safari does not use Flash at all, which keeps um, battery usage minimal, um, doesn't kill my you know fans or my temperature or anything like that. And then if I need it, um, Chrome has its own copy built in that's completely separate from the system copy, and Chrome keeps it up to date on its own, which is sweet. Um, so if I need flash for some reason, I just have a little bookmarklet that jumps me from Safari into Chrome and pulls the URL along with it. And it's pretty, uh, awesome. Very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I used to have, uh, click to flash installed. Oh yeah. Yep. That's a good Safari extension. If there's any Apple users out there, it's kind of fun. So you can pick and choose which flash loads. Yep. Yep. It's it's really kind of amazing too because you'll go to websites that don't have flash on them and then in the sidebar there's like six ads that do and they won't load because you have to click to flash. Mhm. Or or there'll be like an ad and of course because they're smart they want you to see their ads so they don't want to, you know, fall prey to someone like Paul who doesn't have flash so they will have some kind of picture on there but it'll have like a flash layer on top of it so then click to flash is like yeah do you need me to load this and i'm like no yeah right what kind of trickery is that yeah falls Uh, back on the animated gif but if you'd like to get off the google bandwagon uh recently i feel bad because oh i think it was it might have been someone actually connected with tent who tweeted it, but uh, tweeted it, who posted it, who tented it, <laughs> who cupcaked it. Right. Oh, I don't know what that sounds like. Uh, <laughs> it might have been uh, Jonathan from the uh, tent, but I think... Uh, it's been cup-cooked. Cup-cooked. Uh, baked. Ooh, I like there that. There you go. Uh, he posted a link the other day that I have yet to look into, but I'll put it in show notes. It's called Free OTP. So if you'd like to, supposedly, uh, the gist that I'm getting is that if you are a uh, Google user, um, but you don't want to be, I don't, you know, the interesting thing is, is Google makes so many great products, uh, but then we're all worried about our privacy or some of us are. Mm -hmm. So then we're like, "Mm, I don't know about these guys. So anyway, free OTP is, I guess, an open source or another way to do the two-step verification without having to use Google's app. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. I, I've been wanting to try it out um, because I use two-step verification like a boss. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, so I've been wanting to try it out, but then I think I might have to put it on a, if it's an app, I might want to put it on a device that I don't currently use. You know, I don't want to screw up the two-step verification <laughs> or I'll never <laughs> right. get in again. So, yeah. Yeah, that was quite a project that I had to figure out. I think I did it by myself without the Internet's help, thankfully. But to get their Google Authenticator app to work on my tablet and my phone simultaneously and giving the Uh, same codes. Yeah. I had to, like, sync them in a strange way with, like, app data. I think it's easier now, but it was quite a trick before. Yeah. I was like, what what if I want to log in and I don't? (laughs) <laughs> on the tablet yeah so <clears throat> then i can lose my phone and i still have it <laughs> yeah right right 
Yeah. So how much do you tell the computers that you authenticate into, like, okay, remember this computer so I don't have to two-factor next time? I have never done that until recently. I think that it was, like, checked by default, and it usually never is. Yeah. And I did it, and then, it like, now it never asked me again on my laptop, and it kind of infuriates me at times, but... Sure. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to probably upgrade to Maverick soon um, if the update ever comes. And then my computer will be a new computer. So, (laughs) Right. Yeah. I have recently, I haven't tested it and I'll probably do a blog post because for some reason I think people like uh, consistent uh, blogs and I haven't done one in a while for my Android advice. But I have recently installed an app called prey which is pretty much uh like one of the many apps out there uh that you can get in case you lose your phone or someone steals it um so it's free and i know all i know about it because i i mean i want to review it and (laughs) post a blog on it but i also don't want to lose or get my phone stolen uh you it's free and you can have up to three devices have a prey account and basically um once you install it and you sync it then if i lose my phone or someone steals it i can just borrow paul's phone and send an sms message to myself that says go pray and it turns it on and then it'll run through whatever functions i want like it will wipe itself if i'm so scared or huh. it will lock itself with a password so no one else can open it there's a bunch of different options and then obviously you know gps and stuff like that yeah that's cool like those those apps and i think that kind of started on apple but it could be wrong where they like take a picture you know like oh this is who has your laptop yep. like yep i mean those can only well there's one for like android and i'm like that could only work like i mean we do all walk around like idiots with our phone in front of our face <laughs> but i mean what are the chances that you're not going to get a picture of someone's pocket Right. So, so anyway, and then I guess, so the stipulations for free are you can have only three devices. Um, and then I think you get up to like five or three, or maybe it's all the way up to 10 reports. And I'm assuming reports means like, okay, I'm going to send go pray to my phone because I lost it. So if I lose it in the couch, it might be better if I just call it rather than use that service because I just used one of my valuable reports. Right. <laughs> but I think it what's what's cool is like I'm not I'm not boned or anything. I can just like pay do the pay service once I go over that amount of reports. Sure. So that's kind of like it's an interesting idea. I think that might have ads, but it's kind of cool that like you know. Their way to the way they make money is just by like, oh, did you want your phone? You can pay us like a subscription fee of like, you know, whatever, twelve dollars a year or (laughs) right. So, yes. So, do you have anything like that on your devices, like for thievery or? So we use. um, Well, there's there's two parts to it. So we use on all of my personal devices. Find my iPhone slash iCloud's services. So you can use that and it will tell you, like, here's the GPS location of your phone. Um, it has a, it has a um, 
play a sound button. So if you're looking for it, like, I think I lost it in the couch, what's going on, you can tell it to play a sound. And it doesn't matter if the, like, silent mute switch is toggled, it will still play a sound anyway, because it's in this special, like, oh, you're looking for me mode. Um, so it will play a sound, um, at a fairly high volume. So typically if it's, if it's somewhere in the room or even on the same floor of the house, it's pretty easy to determine roughly where it is and, and, uh, seek it out. But then you can also, um, remote wipe the phone. You can put it into lost mode where it requires uh, a more complicated passcode, um, and then my work, um, also has installed a, um, a provisioning profile on it as well, where they can, because it's actually technically their phone, they can remote wipe it. If for some reason, like if I think it gets stolen or something like that, they can, the, the policy is, well, you might have your work email on it. So, uh, we're going to have to zap it. (laughs) (laughs) If you lose it, we're going to zap it. Um, and we have that same, they, or we're starting to put that same software because it's compatible with the Mac as well. So we're starting to put that on all of our laptops because we've had more than one laptop go missing um, over the last couple of years. And it's nicer. It's a nicer it's, insurance policy to know that the sysadmin can just be like, okay, well, you lost it, but it's wiped. <laughs> if they ever turn it back on again, it will uh, reset itself. So. Huh. And it's all the same person. I didn't say that. So anyway, ah, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's interesting. Like, your phone is not your phone. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's kind of the consequence of them buying it for me. I guess. But so, I mean, in truth, if you were to buy it yourself, it would be the same. So, right? I mean, until if I, you, even if I bought it myself. If I was no. accessing my right. company email on it, they would still want to put that profile on it. Sure, but I'm saying like even if you bought it yourself, like technically it's AT&T's phone because <laughs> right. Just, that that's why they sold it to you for only $400, right? Right, because right. You're getting that little discount because it's technically theirs for the until privilege the three of years is yeah, over or something. Yeah. 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 For the privilege so. of using it until I've paid them <laughs> yes. the egregious fees. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's better laws here in Canada. I think um I think it's you have the option. Like I don't know that it's ever presented in the states, but you have the option to pay for your hardware. So, I mm. if I sign a 3-year contract, I can get an iPhone for only $150, sure. but um if I want to, I can pay that phone free fee up front and then Gotcha. I think my monthly charges go lower too. Not right. it's not yeah. not necessarily up front, like any time. Yeah. Like they can say, Here's your hardware allowance. This is how much that every month we're uh, taking and putting okay. towards your payment on this device. Yeah. So you don't actually own it till after three years. So they were using that to say like my phone is locked and I can't put like another SIM card in it because I'm right. going on vacation in Europe. Right. So if you want us to unlock it, you have to pay your full allowance. But um, someone just told me that law has changed. So even if you don't technically haven't paid the entire hardware allowance, they still, after like 90 days, have to let you unlock it if you ask yes. them to. Yeah. So. Yep. And uh, you can now buy unlocked 
phones in the United States and pay full price for them if you want to. Um, at least you you can with you have been able to for a long time with uh, like Google phones, like the Nexus, the Google Nexus phones that you buy from them generally right. come unlocked and like prepped for T-Mobile or something like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, you can get the GSM World Phone I, a, iPhone from Apple. Um, they start at like I don't know six forty nine or something like that for the sixteen gigabyte model, uh, which tells you how much of a subsidy they're sticking on that thing to get you to buy it right. from through AT and T. But you can you can buy it unlocked and it will work with AT and T or T Mobile. Um, and I think well I don't I don't think this is necessarily true yet, but I ultimately going forward I think they're going to be even more cross vendor uh, or cross service agnostic. Um, because uh, they're moving towards LTE. And so as long as the LTE frequencies are similar, you should be able to use the phone on the different platforms. But right now, um, because most of the carriers aren't using LTE for voice, only for data, you're, you still have, if you buy you know, an unlocked iPhone, your, your only options in the, in the States are AT&T or T-Mobile because it's still using GSM to carry the voice signal. It's not using LTE for that. A couple of our friends use those, uh, what are they, Geek phones? The Firefox phones on the uh, on Cupcake. I know they were talking ah. about those. And I kind of looked into them. And, of course, those, because they're um, open and everything like that. Everything like that. Good filler. Yeah. Uh, because they're open, um, you do have to pay the full price, like you're yep. buying a Google Nexus or something like that. Um, and supposedly you should be able to take them to your carrier, at least here in Canada, you should be able to take your phone anywhere. And I know Verizon and some of those places claim that, but then I think Mm -hmm. when you call them, they're like, Oh, we can't do that. Right. Uh, (laughs) and claim the operating system is different or something. Sure. And it very well could be, but, uh, but I recently posted on my blog, which means probably three weeks ago when I was still not obsessed with the iMac (laughs) prior to that, uh, they have a new partnership with another company, and they're making this uh, privacy phone for me uh, called the Black Phone. It looks really uh, sweet. Cool. It looks it looks like a decent looking device, and it it isn't going to be. It doesn't sound like it's built on Firefox. It sounds like they're building it on a custom version of Android. But obviously, okay. since they're privacy crazy, it's probably not going to be yeah. have any Google apps on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they're calling it like priv- privacy OS or private OS or something. So yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's all about like locking it down so that like it's not calling home, like calling vendors or vendors aren't calling sure. their right. So it's I, uh, I find it interesting. They're only pulling the low level. Like here's the drivers <laughs> for the phone, <laughs> and here's the Linux kernel, and here's uh, the parts of. Uh, dalvik or whatever that we need in order to actually run android apps and that's it (laughs) yep so i'm looking forward to seeing how that comes out and maybe by the time i can upgrade it will it'll be cool (laughs) yeah yeah very cool all right so we should probably do our sign-off thing because it's uh getting late here I agree. I agree. And I'm looking asleep. at the recorder and I'm approaching, we're approaching two hours. So good time nice. to call it. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't think about that because I'm looking at the Skype call time going, 
yeah, we're close to two hours. We didn't quite make it under this time. And then I was like, when you said, I'm looking at it and it's close, I was like, oh, yeah, I started recording late because I'm an imbecile. <laughs> and then I was like, how come the time? Oh, that's Skype. Duh. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if you uh, if you are interested, I am at Sick Days on the Twitter. That is S I K K D A Y S, uh, and on the Cupcake and on that app dot net, which I stopped paying for. <laughs> uh, that's where you can find me. Please, uh, if you're enjoying the show and it hasn't made you sick or. Ex- angry then um please follow me <laughs> at sick days feel free because i'm actually uh twitter has lost some charm for me mr paul here got me into twitter and i was crazy in the beginning <laughs> i have like 16k in tweets like that's ridiculous but uh i used to have a lot of friends and some of them have gone the way of other social networks or just disappeared from twitter and so i miss the conversations and that's kind of where i get into cupcake where you can just ask questions and get answers and yeah yeah so many people cupcake use is cool tw- that way twitter is so many people use it as sort of like an rss feed like oh i'll just follow you know these websites that i like and right. then i'll learn right. about articles and so please follow uh sick days and i'll talk to you unless i'm a snob or something <laughs> so i'm kind of shy that's why i hide behind a microphone <laughs> And a beard. Oh, wait. (laughs) Uh, And I am at Paul D on Twitter as well. Uh, And at most of those other places as well. I believe I'm at Paul D on Cupcake and Paul D. Or what is the, uh, what is it on Cupcake? It's just, it's just a link to to your name. I'm Paul DeLue on Cupcake. But Paul D is my handle. Yeah. Um, for sure. And then uh, also on app.net, uh, where we talk about all things Apple. That's why Chris isn't there anymore. Uh, or isn't paying for it anymore, anyway. Uh, you are pauld.cupcake.is. Yes. I would be sickdays.cupcake.is. That's correct. So, and yes, yeah, might... feel free to get a hold of me at any of those places because I check in with all of them at least once a day. So, uh, uh, yeah, come find us, come find, come find me, Gilbert, come find me, name that donate, (laughs) donate some Dogecoin to us. Uh, we'll put a, we'll put an address somewhere (laughs) and you can get the album (laughs) to be released in 2015. Oh, I love it. We got to start our Kickstarter right away. Yes, we should. Oh, and today... Indiegogo. Um, <laughs> because you have to say it with that accent. That's right. Indiegogo. Yeah, it's It should be like a really awesome like art house film when we get finished with it. But if you just go to our Indiegogo page, um, <laughs> I just love when people like drop in and out of accents when yes. they're in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> All Sorry. right. I'm obsessed with that just because my friend, my best friend in school was Vietnamese. And so... They don't have names for certain things uh, that we have in the States. Oh, yeah. 
So his dad would ask him in Vietnamese, I'm told because I don't know Vietnamese, but he would say something in Vietnamese like, what are you eating? And my friend would respond. So it's an old joke between me and other friends, but not him because he hates us for saying it. But, <laughs> but his dad would be like, <clears throat> sorry, right. I just was babbling. But then my friend would answer, Twinkie. <laughs> So it was just hilarious. You'd just be sitting there while people are talking in completely different languages, yes. pulling words out like yeah. movie, theater, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're done just grasping at like, it's kind of like hearing like bits of a converse, like one side of a conversation on the phone. You're like, what's happening? Sure. And Paul keeps watching the <laughs> clock going, we could be under two hours for once if he would just shut up. <laughs> It will never happen. In Boosh. fact, one, that's <laughs> okay. a two-hour mark. He's going to count. I love it. At it least on, on Skype. On my piezo recorder, which includes the actual Skype ring. So there's a little bit of extra in there. But, Ooh, I yeah. never thought about mixing that into it. Yeah. Yeah, so this one could just start with... Hello. There's like that one person that uses Skype for their work, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. Who like was like, and I thought I was like, playing <gasps> a podcast. Hello? 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 Chris, is that you? <laughs> How did you get my Skype handle? Say what? Yes, it's me again, <laughs> Skype test I want a Skype handle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's totally it. There you go. Sweet. <laughs> I'm sorry to the two-thirds of the world that we just alienated with that joke. Uh, but you didn't listen anyway, so what, did, what difference does it make? <laughs> we, we lost the Asian segment. Here he goes to offend. We lost the Asian segment when I started using the term Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. instead of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. you know That's true. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Oh, that's I'll so give bad. you that. We probably lost them back in uh, on uh, the in the um, I like Juice days when I named one of the episodes we love Jap- the Japanese. Uh, <laughs> that was a long time ago, but that was uh, probably when we lost them. <laughs> All oh, right, you need to get a, a a babysitter one day, and then we just need to do like a reunion podcast. That would be great. Yeah. I agree. I I will come back to Michigan for that, maybe. All right. All right. Well, and then I will bring my three friends that I may have brought to the show once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to come in and say hi. It'll be an extravaganza. <laughs> It'll be an I Like Jews extravaganza. <laughs> I'll be like, thanks. This is cool that you're here, but now you have to leave because yeah. I have two more people to now bring. Now go up. away. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to eat that? I need that. Sophia on Twitter was saying that she was missing I Like Juice. No kidding. Yeah, and I forgot to reach out and say, hey, you should probably listen to Montreal Sauce because it's half of I Like Juice. <laughs> I love that we are both like awful at social media. <laughs> yeah, we're ter- we're, we really are. I saw that thing, and I was going to reply, and then I opted to make a silly joke about Unix instead. Right, right. That's totally... I just feel slimy. It's just like me and like dating. I'm so glad I'm married because <laughs> I'm a 40-year-old graying old man. And so I sometimes try to convince myself like 
that is a very attractive woman. I bet no one ever tells her that because they're either like intimidated or they just think that she won't give them the time of day. And so she <laughs> now has this like self-esteem complex. Right. But yeah, I yeah. can't tell her she's attractive because I'll just come off like a creepy fat old man. <laughs> So that's the same with social media. Like I think when someone posts something like, boy, I, I don't really understand how to root my phone. I'm like, wow, I did a post on that. Oh, I, then I'm that guy. Never mind. Yeah. I like juice. That's my post. <laughs> that's my post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a person, but a hive mind. I'm an ant farm tweeting you. <laughs> what? I mean, I did a post on Android root. Check it out. Yeah. Underscore the real ant farm. oh we should be totally signing off but that that that's where um paul's (laughs) obsession with uh look at him yeah that's where paul's obsession with just buying domains comes in is uh prior to that actually it was probably prior to twitter but he probably bought domain names but uh, every time on I Like Juice when we would come up with something ridiculous, like the next day there was like six Twitter handles. <laughs> <laughs> Stinky Starfish. Yes. Yes. Androgoid Starscream is still, yeah. is still I think a Twitter I had a, handle. I think there was a Pickle one. What was his name? I think I have oh, his login. I don't remember. Uh, Man. Hmm. I still have a few. I, I had a stormtrooper one for a while, <laughs> I had which a, I then discovered was not even remotely a new idea. <laughs> that's always a bummer, right? Yeah, you're like, oh, I could fake be a stormtrooper on the internet. Oh wait, there's a hundred million people being a fake stormtrooper on the internet. You don't need to do it; it's been done. My, my <laughs> I just hear is... Paul, Paul McCartney's voice in my head going, "It's been done. It's been done." Where are I you, don't Twitter know what settings? you're talking about. There you are, Twitter settings. Oh, so yes. yes, I have Paul at Paul D. That's that's me. I'm a oh, real you, person. I think. Uh, I and then there's s- you, you can tweet tr- from all of them. Look at you. <laughs> what was that? I said you're in your app. You can tweet from all of them. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, uh, and there's Stormtrooper one one three eight, but Trooper is spelled without an e, so it's very web 2.0 t r o o p r 1138 um and then there's stinky starfish uh and then of course there's typey typey and montreal sauce nice mhm mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who is he has eight followers this might be a better way to figure out no i want to know who his followers are this is riveting podcast <laughs> this is this is there's no chance i'm gonna cut this out at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh crunchy pickle that's who i was oh yeah his name is thornton cucumber <laughs> i also have like a some sort of amtrak account because i was super angry at amtrak recently when my (laughs) wife and i traveled to chicago on amtrak so wow yeah what's the dilio that is a great tweet from thornton cucumber i have to say (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, or these pants are cumbersome. This guy's punny. <laughs> he is. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, all right. All let's right. call it. I have to call it because that's not a tweet I should read loud. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> now I must find the login to that account. I know. I know. I'm okay. going to need to do something similar with uh, the Stinky Starfish one. <laughs> it's floating around somewhere. With Teeny Devil's drawing. That's right. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Yeah, take care. Say hi to the family. Will do. Will do. You as well. S- stay warm. Stay warm. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we're going to try to stay dug out of the snow is what we're going to try to stay. <laughs> I saw the pictures. It's uh, crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to rub it in. I don't even want to talk about it. And just because, because <laughs> I feel like I'll just jinx myself if I say we don't have it. But anyway. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's we we got a silly amount of snow. It's and it's still wow. coming. <laughs> but all right, yeah, we all right. Thank you much. Thanks again. I'll try to like send these to you show notes or something. All right. All right. That's a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's an experiment in podcasting. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Cool. Later. Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye.